You're listening to the Mother FN Podcast with Patty Crouch and Heather Dragulescu. It's another week at another Mother FM Podcast. You got Heather and Patty here. Whoop whoop. We missed you guys. Yeah, we did. Seriously, because you never call or write or email. We're just lonely. You could talk to us on Instagram. You can call us, people. You can physically call us. The number is 818-533-8656. And if you're not into calling, you can email us at motherfnpodcast at gmail.com. We got some new thing called talkie TikTok. What? Something? TikTok? TikTok. Hey, I haven't learned it yet, but I will. And I'm learning it for you people. It's it's what all the kids are hip to today. It's going to be a lot of fun, guys. We're going to have some videos coming up, some cooking videos, some in-studio videos. It's going to be crazy. I'm going to do a tutorial on folding underwear. <laughs> and no one's going to watch it. And I'll do, a fo- I'll do a tutorial on how I fold by not folding <laughs> my underwear. It's going to be great. What we're saying is there's tons of ways for you to reach out to us. And we want you to reach out to us. Okay? We want to hear from you. We really do. If you all missed us in November at Patty's amazing Fostering Funny show. It kicked ass. It totally kicked ass. A few of you came and it was great to see you. It was great to hang out. If you want an opportunity to see Patty and I perform live again, we will be performing at Flappers Burbank on March 4th. That is a Monday at 7.30 p.m. We used to do all these shows together and now we rarely perform together. So this is a, a prime time to see the mother efforts. It is. It's definitely an opportunity to have a great evening filled with some very funny females. So do you know what you're going to do? No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you got some time. I do. I'm really hoping that my I have a whole bit about having the Amazon Echo in my house and how Chris has made it my whole house smart. And now it's smarter than my kids and all sorts of stuff. So I'm going to try to really hone that and make That's it really awesome. tight. And then add, of course, some tried and true stuff about, you know, Jackson's dick and stuff. I've been taking a class called, uh, with the Comic Cure with Richie Lease. And it, it was a beginner's class, but I just wanted to get his perspective. That's all my, my goal is this year is to see other people's perspectives. And we did a three-minute clean set. So I may expand on that three minutes because I have new stuff about having a talent manager, going on auditions, and it's it's playing pretty well, so I I think I that's what I want to expand upon because it's only three minutes, so I'm gonna add a few more things to it. I think sounds good. I have yeah, I'm hoping I have time to figure this one out. I will literally be writing those jokes five minutes before showtime. Yeah. You can find me in the little corner. Gotcha. I'm like, don't mess with me. I'm getting in the zone, which really means I'm writing my jokes now. Yeah. It's, you know, it's so sad, like right before a show, how I can be fine. And then 20 minutes, like the countdown starts. I'm like, I don't remember anything. (laughs) You still get nervous like that? Oh, I can't eat before a show because I get the runs. (laughs) This is TMI. I literally will have to poop like right before I go on. And then as soon as I get off, I have to run to the bathroom and go again. Really? Yeah. And then I can have the mac and cheese. That's my reward for doing a good job. I don't get, I have to go to the bathroom a lot, but I'm not like that oh no i get like sick to my stomach wow i get usually nervous and then i'm like oh i got this and i start doing all that positive like dude you're funny you're fine you got this whatever and then i always go just go back to your old stuff and then i try not to but no my little self-esteem demon likes to come out this is the funny part is that the self-esteem demon after i i get off and i've had some laughs and applause i will hear in the back of my mind go you didn't crap your pants this time but that doesn't mean next time you won't. And so every time I go up on stage, I'm in fear of crapping myself on stage. That's that's literally 
if you want to go, gosh, she's got a weird expression. Because I don't, I don't want to crap myself. That isn't even like a logical fear. Like, is you, it? Is it not? I really don't think you would crap your pants on stage. I'm sure people have before. No, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no, it happened. I'm sure somebody's people had to. People crap their pants when like the plane is falling out of the sky. Like that's the crap pant worthy. You've done this numerous times. You're not going to crop your pants on stage. Like you're You know not. what? The day I let my guard down is the day I crap my pants. So I'm not <laughs> letting my guard down. Okay. I, I, I get that, I guess. Haven't that, you seen like how ravenous I am after a set? I power through that mac and cheese like well, crazy. There's definitely a moment of like sigh of relief of like, yeah, okay, it's over. Like there's an amazing high. Yeah. And you're like, now I can enjoy the night. Yeah. Like now I don't have to focus on work. Yes. Now I can not yes. have to worry about what the crowd is doing and what's happening or being in the room. I can just laugh at the next comics. I mean, I don't like the bullet spot, which is the spot right after the MC, like the mm-hmm. first comedian. Yeah. But a part of me likes it. because Get it done and over with. I had it. Let's do this. You know, like it's not going to be your best set. It's over. And then you can enjoy the comedy night because I'm already out. I'm not going to like leave. That's rude. Yeah. When I get closer towards the end, I get really upset because I know I'm going to leave the show hungry. Oh, because so you like so you like being like fourth, so you can have time. to Yeah, eat. I like being in the middle because then I know I get my mac and cheese. That makes sense. That's my reward meal. Even though I'm lactose intolerant, I have to pop a lactate. <laughs> See, that's more my concern. Like you're probably gonna crap your pants after you eat the mac and cheese because of the lactose intolerant it's, stuff. Versus that, I'll be at home by the time it hits. Oh, jeez. But I is it yeah. worth it? Like, oh, is it worth time. it? Because I get headaches with sugar, and there's things, and I'm like, that is not worth it. If I that got a is headache, not worth. probably not. But I just get really bad stomach cramps and gas and diarrhea. So the way I look at it is <laughs> if I get diarrhea after eating dairy, it didn't have time to process in my body, so my body didn't absorb all the calories. So, so it, really, it's a weight loss. <laughs> it's a diet tip. For all those lactose intolerant people, just eat it. It doesn't count as calories. No, because you're going <laughs> to crap it all out in a short period of time. It doesn't absorb. Your body absorbs maybe 5% of the calories, yeah. if that. Totally. So see, it's it all works out in the end. <laughs> I feel like we should also let people know that they should get food poisoning because that's the best way to not oh consume calories. Like that's just... I can't help it. I just, I love dairy. It's the one thing that... I crave a lot of. Who doesn't love dairy? Ice oh, I cream, love dairy. Milk, milk in your cereal, well, mac saying. and cheese. Oh yeah. Like if I'm gonna like I get headaches with sugar, mm-hmm. right? So if I'm gonna have I'd rather have ice cream than a piece of cake. Yeah. I'd rather have something that's like gonna bring me joy. See, I do that anaconda crap. Anaconda condo. Yeah, I do that crap thing to like everything. I'm like, this piece of bread's not gonna bring me joy. But the garlic bread at Wood Ranch. That bread brings me joy. <laughs> so I'll eat four of those and partake, not partake in like the, the sliced bread in my fridge. You know? Can I be honest with you? I am not a fan of cake in general. The girls like cake. I like cookies better. I don't like cookies. I don't like cake. I like the soft stuff. I like ice cream. I like pudding. 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 Sherbert's. But then I like pastries like danishes. Soft. Interesting. Base, like baked goods I really like yeah there's not a substitute for donuts like I there's I I can't have all those pastries because of all the refined sugars and I haven't found a donut shop that's like we make out of maple syrup there's just they're like a donut supposed to be sugary yeah you're blasphemy so so I haven't found a a substitute I do the ice cream but I do cook I like cookies and the girls love chocolate cake they love my chocolate cake you said coke you love coke 
We've Crack. confirmed it. Coke? You said, I love Coke. I love cookies. It, it was a slip up. No. You're a crackhead. I like, well. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Right. <laughs> that little demon, though, that self-demon, it, mm-hmm. it causes me to do crack sometimes. Not really. <laughs> that demon comes out. Does it come out for you in other areas besides, like, comedy? Oh, sure. Every day it tells me how bad a mom I am. Oh, I think ours is the same. Oh, good. <laughs> I think we must be sharing the same little self-demon. Nice. Yeah. This whole, like, trying to find a school thing has just been hard. Yeah. So let's yeah. give an update on, like, your kids. They are going to be switching schools. We haven't 100% decided. We have no clue what we're doing. You know, like life. We mostly fly out the seat of our fans. We're thinking about moving Zandy from her school currently just to really possibly do like really hone on to the dyslexic diagnosis that we got last year mm-hmm. and really give her some really good scaffolding and tools so that she can make it through the rest of her life. And self-esteem. This poor girl has no self-esteem. Yeah. And I just need her to believe in herself because I believe in her, but I'm just her mom. Who the hell am I to tell her that she's amazing and great? And so like the, the conversations we're having with her is just sad. Yeah. So we're trying to find everything she can do, we can do to help her self-esteem. So she's in acting classes now and she's taking ballet classes but the school that we're thinking about taking her to is like designed for learning disabilities. And so she'll be with 10 other students that are in the same boat. So there's going to be no comparison and she mm-hmm. can just really soar and then get really the scaffolding that she needs to conquer this. Because it's going to be a little thing. And I've heard great things about people who have dyslexic and how that becomes like Jay Leno is dyslexic. And he was mm. talking about how it's caused him to be a such a better person because he works. He had to work hard at something so simple. Yeah. And now he works hard at everything else, and he can surpass the most most people. And that's why he's Jay Leno now. So, anyways, there's some great things to it, but it also requires a lawyer and like creating a case and stuff, and then just having Jackson and like getting all the paperwork out and trying to figure out where he should go because he's supposed to go to kindergarten next year. It's just hard. I admit it. I confess. I get on the denial bus often. It's usually between the hours of like eleven and two a.m. <laughs> you know, when it doesn't matter, I just pretend. That all my kids are neurotypical and my life is really great and I live in Hawaii. Like, my oh, little that's, that's bed great, is yeah. Hawaii and it's amazing, <laughs> right? Like, I live in this little denial and then I wake up and I advocate for the kids and I do what I have to do. And, it, you you know, that's what you do as a mom, right? Yeah. But gathering everything for these lawyers and getting all the paperwork and you just see in black and white. Jackson is an amazing, happy boy who operates at a cognitively level that's two years behind. You know that. But then it just hits you like... Mm-hmm. it's true that's who he is and despite the fact that I'm prepared every day for that and I live with him every day it's just hard to see a stranger who evaluated him for three hours put it in writing again it's like it's okay for me to talk trash about my kids but when you know somebody who's a professional says those things about my kids I'm like hey it's, hey it's uh it's not their fault they're bring yeah, damage you want it like you get that yeah. mama bear out a yeah. little bit I have friends, one in particular, who's like fighting for her kid because everyone who's talking, like all the teachers are like, oh, he's fine. He's fine. So he's not getting the resources he needs. Mm -hmm. So she's forcing, she has to like find someone to label him so that she can get the resources she needs and that he can, she can get into a school. He can get into a school that's right for him. And so she was forcing all, she had to do all this crap. And it's like, she knew all along all this stuff was happening, but in seeing it in writing just makes it so true and so real. And so you get that sadness all over again. Yes. And it's hard. It is hard. When Bella went through her sort of psychiatric evaluation, 
and they had to put in writing kind of everything about her and everything that we thought but then confirmed. It was like feeling like you're a failure as a parent. All over again. Yeah. Even though you can't do anything about it. This is the way they came. There's a part of you that goes, and this is where I blame a lot of these adoption stories that are out there. Why wasn't I the one to inspire and improve this child? And we are. We totally are. It's just we don't have this miraculous story where I got this daughter who was downtrodden and was abused in every way possible. And look at the amazing things she's going to do. Like, if she doesn't go to jail, I've won in life. <laughs> like, that's that's my baseline. Did she go to jail? Has she been arrested? No. We've succeeded. I hate that feeling. I hate that I was presented sometimes with these inspirational, aspirational parent. You know, I wish to watch this show on TLC called Adoption Story. And it was all these families and they would cry and be happy and loving. And it's like, no, my life is kind of shitty. Yeah. And I love these kids, but they're shitty kids. Like, let's not fake it. Well, and we're not going to see any of that progress. Like, yeah. Even if there is a story that comes out of it. It's going to be this, it's not going to be at that level. It's going to be at the small thing of like, oh, Bella became a good citizen. All right. Or, I don't even need to be or, a good citizen. I need to be a neutral citizen. Neutral. Like, Back me up. Like good is maybe a little bit more for her. I just, I gave her advice this morning and I told her, promise me when you get arrested, you will ask for a lawyer. You won't talk. You need her to practice. I do. Because Bella has a problem, which is when she's caught or she gets stressed out or she feels like she needs to supply an answer, she will do whatever she can for you to be happy with what you're hearing. And I'm like, you're basically going to confess to a murder. Ask for a lawyer and don't say anything until you get a lawyer. So so success will be is if she gets arrested and she asks for a lawyer. We're like, yay! I know. Exactly. We have taught her something. Oh, my gosh. In my mind, I'm like, it's not even a question of if. It's when. When she gets arrested. Now, should we not go to jail? I'm still, I'm still fingers crossed hoping she gets arrested for, like, a petty crime like shoplifting. Because she's still stealing. She's stealing from Target all the time. And I can't catch her in the act. She's so good at it. And I'm like, uh, I don't know how you can be such a good little thief at 13. How can you, like, how do you transform that strength? That's yeah. illegal. Yeah. To something. So that's why positive. it's harmless stuff she's stealing. It's under $5. But my hope is that she gets caught and she gets pulled into like target jail and like has to be scared. And maybe that will scare her because it's not talking to her doesn't work. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like we actually she's going to high school next year. Uh, we know which high school she's probably going to. So we're going to go soon and talk to them. Because you kind of have to head off the school before Bella gets there. Bella is wonderful at getting people on her side immediately. So maybe she'll be a storyteller. Her stories always end with people making problems worse. <laughs> so when she went through that psychiatric thing, she had to write stories where she had problems and solve the problems. And she always made the problems worse in every situation. And that happened recently to us where she's like, well... Uh, she forgot her homework, so I told her to just, like, throw her book away. And I was like, what? <laughs> Why would you do that? That makes no sense. That just She's like, well, but then if the book is missing, how could she have done her homework? Now her book is missing, and she has to replace it. And she has no homework, so the solution wasn't fixed. Yes. There was no solution. Yeah. And the bell's like, Probably oh, oh, I didn't think about that. And I was like, yes. I said, and I always tell her this, too. Whatever your first idea is, throw it away. 
And then your second, your third, your fourth, you know, the first 10, just throw them away because they're all bad. And maybe keep throwing them away until you get to choice 100. Because that's the one. That's the one that may not be terrible. But she cannot make good choices. It's just hard. Yeah. Do you ever feel like there's just too, there's too damn many of them? If I had one oh, that yeah. needed needs, then I would be okay. Yeah. But if all of them, like one of my friends yesterday, I was helping her figure out some stuff with her son's IEP and whatnot. Because, you know, I'm now an expert with three kids <laughs> with IEP. So, of course, my friends come to me for these things. And, of course, I help because, you know, why go through this horrible life? My life is not that bad. But why go to this crappy part of my life if I'm not going to help somebody else? Yeah. So she came over and we were talking about her IEP. And she was like, I don't know how you do it with three. And I looked at her and I was like, I don't. <laughs> like, honestly, one falls into the pit. I help the one out of the pit. And as I'm helping that one out of the pit, the other yep. one falls into the pit. And then I'm helping that one out of the pit. And when I'm done helping that one, another one's already in the pit. Yeah. Like, all I do is rotate who's having the trouble. Yeah. Because I can't seem to balance it all off. Like, yeah. right now, Lexi is soaring. Zandy's still running from class. And we're three years in this school. <laughs> and, yeah. So I'm kind of like, oh, now I'm going to help her. But at that point, I'm, I'm not working on Jackson at all. So I'm pretty sure he's falling into the pit next. Yeah. One... One kid always ends up sort of becoming the ignored <laughs> child in the house. And I feel guilty. Like, it, it honestly, and this is where I feel really guilty, it honestly almost always comes down to Tony. Because he's so compliant and he's so willing to be helpful. And he's so, you have to push him to get him in a bad mood and to get him to fuss. Why would you do that? Well, his sisters do it. Oh, okay, cool. I was so just like, making no, sure. No, I don't like, do it. Uh, like, his, his, Bella will argue with me over, can you pass the salt? I don't even have the salt next to me. I don't... Why didn't you ask your sister? My yeah. sister, she's closer. I'm like, y'all are equidistance to the salt, and yeah. this is salt. Like, why are we arguing? Oh, I just looked at you first. Yeah, it's stupid. But Tony doesn't do that. He understands a little bit more of, like, things are equal in their own way. Equity is everyone's needs being met. Yeah. And it, it totally comes down to, because he's talked about it, the fact that he was picked on and he was abused most physically out of all of them, he has acknowledged that that's one of the reasons he adapted so well. Because I said, why Why are you okay? Like, why did everything work out for you? And he was like, well, you know how when I spill something, you're like, clean it up. I was like, yeah. He's like, well, one time I spilled my stepfather's drink and he broke my leg. And you're like, okay, well, I can see where I'm a better parent here. Keep telling me about your stepdad. <laughs> see, this is the other issue I have. We have a bad, like, our baseline is really low. Yeah. So why do we feel so crappy? We're doing super good. Because we're, we're rocking it compared to the bio parents. <laughs> like, come on. I don't drink. Often. Don't, well, that's true. <laughs> you know, there's the like, patty oh, special. What's the patty special I, again? Orange juice. Oh, orange juice, mango rum, and pineapple juice. It's very good. Oh, the yeah. Patty special. It's called the patty special that isn't a burger. Yeah. <laughs> you got to do the whole name because you don't want to walk in somewhere and say patty special and they bring you a burger. They'll bring true. you a patty. Go back to your point. Like, why Why do we feel bad? I think it's because we have our own expectations of how we were going to be as parents. And then we're not meeting that. And then even with the bar low, I think we, at least for me, I think I had these hopes and dreams. I was going to transform some child mm. into something incredible. And the Well, reality, you are. It's just not yes, the Hallmark story. I have to be accepting that I may have the best plumber in the world as a child. 
Hey, plumbers make a lot of money. They do. Anna, that's Anna's so funny. She's like, I may not go to a four-year college. I may just become a plumber because they make a lot of money. I'm like, go for it. Why if not? you can self-sustain, I am all for it. I think the reason why I'm really hard on myself is because I feel like I'm playing catch-up. Yeah. Like, I feel like they had such a rough start that I have to do everything in my power to get them as much as they can to catch up from their crappy start. And then now we just added layers upon layers yeah. of crap. It's like now we have dyslexic diagnosis. And now I have to have you play catch up with the academic world because your brain is wired differently. And once we get that settled, it'll be fine. You can be a millionaire like Jay Leno. Dak Shepard's also dyslexic. Like all these amazing people are dyslexic and can do great things. But I got to get you all this scaffolding. So it's going to be five times harder for you now. Mm-hmm. And then with Jackson, you know, there's brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my tip for you. Bella has actually moved her reading level. So last year when she started school, not this school year, but the prior school year in seventh grade, her reading level was second grade. And she is now uh, middle of eighth grade up to end of sixth grade reading level. I'm not scared about her not reading. Like, I get she's yeah. going to read. She's not going to be 18 years old not knowing how to read. Yeah. Like, she'll know how to read. I'm scared of what it's going to do to her self-esteem in the process. Well, it's awful because Bella had very low self-esteem about her reading, especially when I read, read out loud in class. But here's my tip. We grounded her for the entire summer, and she literally had nothing to do but stare at books. So she finally picked them up and started reading, and she advanced her reading skills over the summer. Yeah, I'm not, no. <laughs> I'm telling I, you, it works. <laughs> it's crazy because they listen to so much Audible and, like, books on tape. Like, they have this brilliant mind. Yeah. I'm hoping the acting thing really gets her. Like, she's going to have to read more, and mm-hmm. she's not doing, so maybe that will encourage her more. There's I just don't want her home all summer that. either. <laughs> I mean, that's what it comes down to. Like, you grounded her, but you grounded yourself, Heather. I did. I was in baby jail. It was awful. Yeah. And she was following me around everywhere. And so I'd have to be like, go to your room and just read. I don't want to deal with you. I actually went to work like every day in the summer because when I had my regular job because I said, I don't want to be home. Like, I'm done. Bobby, you can deal with her. But she did learn to read. And so I'm very proud of her. And now she has books that she likes and types of books. And so it's it's exciting in that sense. You've found the passion. And Bobby's like, I can't believe it. We have three readers in the house. All of the kids are voracious readers. Well, I'm hoping that they mimic Chris and I, too, in that sense. Because we sit around the mountain house and we all read. And they all read Harry Potter out loud. And they want us to read constantly to them. So I'm hoping that one day we'll be silence and we all just sit around. Reading. Reading. Yeah. That'd be amazing. For Christmas this year, the kids got nine books. A piece? Yeah, between all the family members. Yeah, we got a good set. So they each got nine books, and they're all done with the books that they got for Christmas. Like, they've blitzed oh, through wow. them. Yeah, they wow. Kindles are in your future. Probably. We but, love our Kindle, and the girls are like, when are we going to get our Kindle? And I'm like, uh, when do you learn to read? <laughs> That's what I should do. Hey, you want your own Kindle? That's well, true. Learn to read. If mm-hmm. Once you're reading at your own level, then... Well, well, they're at, they are reading at their own level. Their level is just not <laughs> state-compliant level. <laughs> it's cute in that sense, and I'm very excited that they all have picked up reading very well, which is good. Which is brilliant. I mean, It makes their life easier. I mean, Anna's that's like her one area she's excelling exceptionally at. Because, okay, here's my next rant. Common core math. I actually am pro-common core math. Oh, I'm so anti it. I'm so anti it. It makes sense to me. Showing all the work doesn't make sense to me. Like, you shouldn't have to show your work, but the thought process makes sense to me. My mom did Common Core math naturally, so I think I learned a little bit of it regardless. So it makes sense. Oh, I hate it because my daughter this summer could do multi-number multiplication and division, like up to three or four numbers a piece. 
She goes to school. No, no, no. We're not going to do division the way you know how. Now you have to do this new way of division. See, that's what I don't like. And is it's, that yeah. They force them into a way. Like if they. And now she sucks at math again. See, that's the part I don't like. Yeah. I feel like if it works for your brain, then you do common sure. core. If it doesn't work for your brain, then don't. I argue you know? that the majority of kids can learn the way we learn through rote memorization. And then there's a smaller group of kids that's going to need different tools and different skills. Well, I would flip that. I feel like it should be opposite because the logical thinking of how to do common core math makes sense. It's just the show. It is showing all of the process that doesn't make sense. Maybe 25 plus 15. Yeah. Take all the tens. Why? Like the 10 groups. That's three. Take all the ones groups and then add it to your tens. Or you just do 25 plus 15 equals 40. Well, (laughs) I'm doing 25 plus 14 equals 40, but I'm saying. No, 25 plus 14 equals 39. 25 plus 15 <laughs> equals 40. See what your common core math has brought you? <laughs> I can't do anything. I, I See, I wasn't good at math. Or, I'm average at I the get world. It because Bobby's not great at math, and he had to do the breakdowns. But I think the majority of kids can learn through the memorization skills. But memorization isn't the logic. Like, they're trying to think, like, think of the logic. They're trying to get you to think about math more than just math, but these concepts that can also help you in other things of life. I feel like the way it's, it's being... It's, but I feel the way it's being presented is not logic, is here are tricks. And these tricks are very uh, confusing. See, we haven't really done too much common core math, to tell you the truth. So I'm not 100% sure exactly what it is. All I know is that everyone hates it because it takes forever and you get to show all your work. And if you it don't does. show your work, you get it wrong. And that's the part where I'm like, meh. But like the logic part of it, if they're not presenting it like logic, then yeah, suck common core math. So here's my problem is that when you move on, you're supposed to learn with these multiplication tables. There are certain things that you can realize like if you multiply a number by nine you add all those numbers together and they equal nine so that's how you can check your work so like nine times eight equals 72 and then seven plus two is nine there's all these little tricks with multiplication when you learn it that way anything that ends in zero two four six eight you know is an even my kids don't understand those concepts at all Mm. because they're taught these maniacal (laughs) such a strong word they're just taught these really crazy ways to learn i'm like no just memorize your multiplication chart well, I think the world would also be more adapted to Common Core if they just said, from kindergarten now, we're teaching it. Like, having the people, like, be uprooted in the seventh grade to learn a whole new way of math well, but, sounds okay. so stupid. So this is where my other problem is. When you get to middle school, at least this has been true for my other two, Common Core goes out the window. Oh. And it's back to, like, pre-algebraic where you have to understand your basic multiplication and division and addition oh, and math skills. Oh, we're screwing everyone up. Yeah. My other two freaked out when they hit middle school math because now it's back to 3y equals 45. What is y? And there's no common core method that they teach them. It's like, no, you just got to remember like 45 divided by 3. And then it's confusing because there's no way to tie it back in together. So like my son had very simple decimal homework the other day. And he got mad because I wouldn't let him use the calculator. I said, no, this is stuff you can do. You need to be able to do this without a calculator. I use a calculator. And that's the other my problem. Another problem. <laughs> Stop giving kids calculators. They don't, they need it to check their work. They don't need it to do their work. Mm. And my son had simple like 3.18 plus 4.2. That's easy. You can add that. You don't need Isn't a calculator. easy because you're Asian? I think it's easy if you learn the basic skills. But if you're giving a kid a calculator and they're just plugging in the numbers, they're not going to understand the basic mechanics of mathematics. But they're going to understand how to use a calculator. Who cares? Anybody can learn to use a calculator. But everyone's going to have a calculator because you have one on your phone. Yeah, and use it to check your work. 
but don't use it to actually learn the skill. This is where my dyslexics. So I was diagnosed with dyslexic. Yeah. I, I was can't diagnosed, even say it. I can't even say it. <laughs> I used to say I was a dyslexic anorexic. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I was anorexic, which is not funny, but funny. And I am dyslexic, which is funny, not funny. So it's true. I'm yeah. dyslexic anorexic. So I never was good at any of it because of all the numbers and seeing it. And I had to check my work constantly. I mean, Tony will say things like he wants to design cars. Well, if you're going to be an engineer, you're going to have to be able to do math well. And if you don't have the ability to add basic information or multiply or divide in your head, you're going to have a difficult life. Being an engineer. Yeah, being an engineer. I'm just trying to prepare him for the job. He continues to say he wants. No, that makes complete sense. Zandy wants to be a pop star. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, uh, you need to learn to read for your contracts and your scripts. And I'm having a hard time trying to figure out the school thing for her because I'm like. "Mm." Bella wants to be, I think she wants to be a singer, but she doesn't sing well. That's going to be a hard blow too. And keep up that stealing. (laughs) (laughs) I think she would do have a great job with kids. Like, she really, little kids love her. They adore her. She loves working with them. Wouldn't it be amazing if she became, like, a family therapist and, like, broke through? Hold on. No. I'm already going to stop you there. She broke through all of her stuff that she's dealing with. I don't think people with as much trauma and stuff that she has should become a family therapist or a family counselor. That's actually probably true. It's probably so much triggers Um, (laughs) around the office. An advocate, maybe working for a nonprofit that helps them. Maybe more, but I think if she, even if she learned to deal with all of her traumas, if she had to hear other kids going through the same thing all the time, that would be it'd be it would too, be too triggering. Much. Yeah, no, that makes complete sense. Okay, I'll give you that one. Anna, you're right. I won't say that often, but you're right. Anna wants to be a scientist. She doesn't know what kind yet because she loves all sciences, which is great. But she just wants to. Be, for, for a while, it was an astronaut paleontologist because she wanted to go to Mars to s- study fossils. Oh, that's kind of cool. I know. But then she's like, eh, Mars is kind of far. <laughs> yeah, you won't even walk to the fridge to get yeah. water. You probably should not go to Mars. But she's also, fa- yeah, yeah, and she's fascinated by biology and she loves insects. We went to Disney World and there were some frogs, little frogs by the swimming pool. And the other kids were like, ooh, look, she went to grab it right away. That's Jackson, man. Yeah. Jackson was like the pe- the bee whisperer and like caught bees. Yeah. And I was like, uh. Maybe he'll own a honey farm or something. He would do good at that stuff. Yeah. Lexi. No, wrong twin. Zandy <laughs> said in the car yesterday that maybe she'd be a marine biologist. Ooh, that's a and good And I was like, she said something about the animals and being a vet and then something about the water. And I was like, you would love that. It's by the ocean and you love the beach and you have to be in the water. She's like, yeah, marine biologist. Yeah. Lexi wants to be a police officer, a doctor, dog trainer. Like, So I was like, maybe a canine mm-hmm. dog person, maybe. maybe. Zandy's the one who has likes the animals more. So yeah. I don't know. Lexi's still like a wild card. She doesn't. I mean, she has like five things and yeah. none of them really make sense. I'm not pressuring my kids to figure out what oh, no, they need to be. I want but, them to well, be. I, I'm pressuring them who they want to be. I want them to yeah. be people of integrity, of character. Yeah, those aren't my you kids. Know, I've already told my kids. If you continue with these behaviors you have, you're going to die poor and alone. People will leave you and you will <laughs> you not have a job. You've before and it cracks me up because that's like the total opposite message, message in my yeah. house. Yeah, and I've also told them, if you're going to also continue behaving this way, don't have children. Don't ruin other people's lives. Just ruin your own. Oh, Lexi's already said that she doesn't want to birth any children. She's like, it sounds painful. And I was like, I want to know, but apparently it is. <laughs> so she's like, I'll just adopt all mine. And then Zandy's like, I'll do both. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, whatever you guys want to do. I don't know. They're crazy. It's hard, though. Like, they're trying that fine line of, like, giving them 
the self-esteem that they need so they don't have that little self-demon like I do. Yeah. But also not making them egotistical so there's room to grow and they realize that there's always room to grow and that they're not perfect. You know, like that's Lexi's problem. She thinks she's perfect. And I'm like, you are far from it. Like you are far from perfect. Like there's always places to work and improve and to go. It's that fine line of giving them self-worth and self-importance and yet not be egotistical and narcissistic. I think self-demons are good. If you to use a certain it, extent. If you use it as a challenge. A tool. Yeah. Like, I get nervous. My self-demon tells me how much I'm going to suck on stage. So then I have to prove my self-demon wrong. Okay. I use it as a tool to make me do better. I, Bella uses it to steal. So <laughs> I was like, I think I use mine to eat a lot of chocolate. That's what my self-demon does. I don't know. Because I'm, I'm in a good spot. Like, I'm confident being me. Mm-hmm. But there's aspects that I'm just like... It's not even yeah. I don't it's not even that I think I'm a bad mom. Like I'm a good mom. I'm rocking it for the most part. I just wish I didn't have to be this mom that I have to be mm-hmm. of like a trauma expert. And yeah. now I have to be a dyslexic expert. And now I have to be all this other stuff. Like there's just Jackson had allergic reactions and so now I have to be on par with allergies. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, I just want to be the mom that makes chicken nuggets and macaroni at night and has fun with her kids and yeah. that doesn't have to wake up being Aaron Barakovich. That's, I'm, I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired. I, and I thought it was going to be this wonderful, easy thing, and it's been tough. It is tough. But it's also, no, I'm not no, gonna say it's, it's just worthwhile. tough. Yeah, it's just tough. <laughs> it's just tough. But I just want to, I, I, I guess I want to leave everyone knowing that, like, it's okay to be sad in all of it. Yeah. Because I feel like that's this false, with Instagram and Facebook, it's like this perfect life. Yeah. You know, and it's like, no, it's okay to read once again that your son has autism. Or to see in black and white that your kid is cognitively behind and be sad yeah. again mm-hmm. about it. Like, I, I'm recognizing that I will forever be slapped in the face with the, the kid's diagnosis. Mm-hmm. But there's never going to be a moment where it's not going to become sad again. Yeah. Like, I think even with the dyslexic when she's like 48, I'd be like, you had it rough and be sad again, you know? It's okay to be sad. Just laugh afterwards. It's okay to have a self-demon. Yes, just use it for the power of good and not evil. I hope so. I mean, I live this world with anxiety and depression all the time. The kids, I will say this warning out there. If you have depression, if you do have anxiety, and I had already been going to therapy before I got the kids, continue in therapy because, unfortunately, your kid's trauma will amplify your your issues. Yeah. Um, And it will make it much harder. I thank God that we had a wonderful therapist for the kids who could recognize that we needed more therapy Bobby and I and willingly provided it and made sure that we got it and the support that we needed but just know that if you have some of these kind of you know I'm going to call them issues I have issues I have anxiety I have depression I have PTSD I have a lot of these things diagnosed the kids will make it worse they amplify it's I mean parenting is a sanctifying process yeah so it's going to amplify these issues are getting to work on. Yeah. But just, working on it is what's going to get you better and with a therapist yeah. who can help you through it. I guess what I just want to say with that is know that it's okay if you're feeling worse because it's a natural reaction to what's happening. Emotions most often are warranted and validated. Mm-hmm. So you have to validate them before you can even start to move on. I feel like we should end on some kind of positive note. I'm going to go eat chocolate. Is that a positive note? I'm going to have mac and cheese and then not gain any weight because I'm going to crap it out. So I'm not allergic to chocolate. So basically I need to figure out some kind of food that I can eat 
that won't be caloric. Happy. We, of course, want to thank Devin once again for providing such a lovely space for us to record in. The Mother Effin Podcast is hosted and produced by Patty Crouch and Heather Dragulescu. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to visit us online at mothereffinpodcast.com.